So for those of you that want to travel or experience the life of boondocking, my next guest is going to be a huge resource and bring you a lot of value. Why? Because it's Miss Kelly Beasley, co-founder of Camp Attic, CampAttic.com. Before we get into CampAttic.com and all the resources and value that it can bring all of you looking to embrace this as a life's journey, I want all of you to get to know my guest, Kelly, because her own life's journey is pretty incredible. So, Kelly Beasley, welcome to the Where's Willie podcast. Thank you so much. It's so great to be on. All right. So, what you're doing is really remarkable, but I think your story is even more impressive. So, Let's start with, you know, the context that you and I had offline. Uh, you embraced traveling throughout North America on the open road as a solo female, and you've got a pretty amazing story. So why don't we just kind of start there? How did you go from growing up? Who are you? And what made you say to hell with sticks and bricks? I'm hitting the open road. And what has your journey been like? All right. Well, as we did talk about online, I'll, I'll start at the beginning. Um, I was born in Alexandria, Louisiana. And okay. when I was just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, oh, I've always had a bit of wanderlust, like m many people have. And I probably had a bit of a head start because my mom full-time RV'd for 20 years before I started. Wow. So okay. maybe... Maybe that influenced a little bit, but also there were, there were other factors. Um, in short, I was in a long-term relationship that ended and I found myself in a place where I could rent my house out. That would give me good income, had a portable job. And I said, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> it was just, I didn't really have to work for it. It just was, Hey, this is a possibility. I am heck yes it's i found it to be a very inexpensive way to travel the whole country all, all you need is gas money because for me particular in particular i uh, i don't like campgrounds i don't want even want to pay for campgrounds so i i knew there was public land out west and so that's where i headed i planned on boondocking full time and i proceeded to do that um i have been boondocking full time for five and a half years and that is very different from someone who says, yeah, I'm a full-time RVer, but they're in campgrounds, you know, six months at a time or whatnot. I literally had to move about once every two weeks um, for probably a solid four and a half years because I did go help out my mom in Florida for about five months and I stayed um, on a ranch in Montana for about eight months, but to be fair, but yeah, as a solo full-time RVer. Um, along the way, I joined the escapers community which is a subset of escapees uh, rv club and that opened up a whole new world for me i mean and that happened pretty quickly that happened after i left the ranch almost immediately i found the club and they had just started so with that i started meeting a bunch of other full-time RVers, many of them around my age um, because before that i went to quartzite and all i saw was gray hair Nothing wrong with gray hair, but I, you know, you want to meet people who are around your age. So I was in my early to mid forties at that time. And um, so anyway, I've just made a ton of friends. I did it. I absolutely love it. And I finally stopped. The pandemic had a little bit to do with it. There were other factors as well, but I, 
um, did just buy a landing pad and I will be a part-time RVer from here on out. Awesome. So, you know, the thing that I love about stories like yours, a lot of people say, hey, I'm going to go and spend 60, 80, 150, 180,000 on a travel trailer, fifth wheel, et cetera. And I'm going to go to what you said, these uh, you know, locations where you get a lot, you're going to have your sewer hookup, you're going to have your power, you get to meet all yep. the community. When you're boondocking for the 3% of the people that are listening that don't know what boondocking is, you have <laughs> nothing or no one, unless of course you run across another human being with hundreds of miles around you, whether you're settling along a riverbank, um, in the middle of a, um, a mountain area, you know, you're out in the wilderness on your own. So, for people that boondock, to me, you're in a different shopping aisle than the people that go on these weekend trips. So for me yeah. and for the listeners, and this is going to kind of lead into, you know, what you're doing to pay it forward for so many people with CampAddict.com. Just the thought of boondocking. If you would just kind of paint for me in a given week, you know, you've you've got to, you know, come up with food and cooking. How does... How does that normally go or how is boondocking with food and just your week regimen different than maybe going to pack up for a weekend and go into a KOA? Right. It's funny when you were saying that, it reminded me of what I did before I left uh, the ranch to actually start boondocking. I stocked up on all these Indian um, prepackaged foods. I mean, <laughs> I, think I bought like 20 of them because I thought I'm going off. Red. I'm going to be out in the middle of nowhere. I need food. And um, <laughs> in all honesty, you're really not in the middle of nowhere. You're almost always about 20 or 30 minutes away from the closest grocery store. Um, and you do need to go and restock. I probably go into town at least once a week, maybe twice a week. So it's not that much different from living in town and, and you just have a much smaller refrigerator. So certainly you have to, you know, plan for what you're I don't really plan. I can't say that. I am. I don't cook. I don't plan things. I buy things like prepackaged Indian foods. Oh, and I had those for like three or four years till I finally used up the last one. Um, so anyway, everybody's gonna have a different setup. Some people have a, almost a regular, not not as big as a. Um, well, yeah, people can have a residential refrigerator in their in their RV. So, you know, if you've got a big family, you might need that. Um, but again, if, I guess my point is if you're going to be boondocking, most places you're not going to be 100 miles from the nearest grocery store. They're, they're good 20, 30 minutes away to find something. Well, let me ask you this. So on your life's journey of doing it for so long, what would be some of the advantages in your mind of why boondocking is the way to go? What do you experience or see differently do you feel by doing that? Or how does it impact you personally by boondocking? Okay, I guess my number one thing would just have to be, I get a thrill on saving money on certain things. So it's from, from since high school, it has bothered me how much rent and mortgage would be. Um, and then you, you have these fixed expenses. You have your you know, water bill, you get the power bill, blah, blah, blah. I am self-sustained. So I literally get my power from the sun. And it's, it's like, it's a freaking miracle. <laughs> I'll never get over it. I think it's the greatest thing. So that's the number one um, benefit is like, if you just want to pack some money away, start boondocking because your biggest expense is going to be 
probably a gas. Secondly, you're going to benefit from not having a neighbor right next to you. Um, the, the noise, the, the rules of campgrounds. I haven't stayed in many, but I've, I've stayed in a few and I just, uh, I can't stand them. And I'm known for that. Um, gosh, okay. I have a bunch of RV friends now and we, almost all of them at you know, some point or another come out in boondocks. So you can meet up with your friends a lot easier than you could at a campground. You don't have to make reservations. Um, people have to make reservations these days, months or even years ahead of time, especially at the best places. So I guess the biggest benefit is just the freedom that it allows. I don't have to plan a schedule like, oh gosh, now I have to be at this campground next week because we've booked it, you know. Um, so much freedom. I can up and leave, not feel guilty because I've paid for the place. Um, gosh, that's, 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 those are the top things I would say. Well, and I have to, I mean, this goes without saying, but obviously your view is probably pretty incredible as well. Yeah. <laughs> the views. Um, yeah. And you have to pick your places, you know, there's struggles with it, but if some, some spots are just, it's uh, for instance, example, Ketchum, Idaho, there's a uh, dirt road in Ketchum that you can off legally from and at the beginning of that dirt road I mean, there's hundreds of millions of dollars in mansions and one of them is owned by Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's like it's just funny that like hey I'm camping right here <laughs> the same perks and benefits and it's free and he's paying you know hundreds of thousands of dollars probably a month for that place so it's just like again I kind of get a, like a sick thrill off of that I'm like yeah <laughs> but stunning views yes so let me ask you this then for, for the listeners that say, okay, yeah, um, I agree with Cal. I don't, I don't want to go to parks. I want to start boondocking. Is there a resource or how, how do people find out if they're legally boondocking versus illegally boondocking? A very good question. There's so many resources online now. There's okay. different apps out there. Um, you've got Campendium, you've got okay. the dirt, you've got, um, I use uh, different, I don't use many apps, but All Stays is one. I, no, I don't use that for boondocking though. Campendium is my primary go-to. So, so, that, so that that app will show boondocking okay. locations. Yes. So you just click on free and then it shows you places you can, you can park okay. free. And obviously most of them are out West. Um, and you just have to use your head. There's different rules. Search for it online. You'll find it like, you know, you can't just go, okay, that's BLM land. I can go drive through all that brush right there and park wherever I want. It doesn't work like that. There's, you have to park where there is an obvious spot before. Um, you have to watch for ranger signs that say this area is closed. Um, it has to be an obvious pre-camped in camping spot. You don't just go out and make your own road and make your own space. But um, yeah, Campendium, the dirt, those are, are great ways to find the roads to find possible campsites also um, once you do find that road you can use google satellite view to find potential spots because okay. it is scary you, you pull up to a road and you go well i don't know what's down this road you just have no idea if you find cleared out areas um, you might see um, other rvs that are parked when they took that that shot okay uh, but but again, Campanium, you've got people telling you what the road is like. There's photos. It's just a great resource. Awesome. And, you know, like I said, what's, what's been fun is learning about your journey. But then also 
just along your journey, what you're now doing with Camp Addict. So again, to continue that context. So with everything that you've gained, the things that you love about boondocking, your experience, um, some interesting tidbits about you. You were featured on the TV show Botched and also the RV documentary, RV Nomads. And you even developed the RV education website. And you also had a blog, rvchickadee.com. Tell me, I guess then, what was your goal or why did you decide to start being a resource to help other people with campaddict.com? Well, a few reasons. Number one, I, I had a great, great resource in my friend Marshall. Um, I met him after I left that ranch in Montana. I met him almost immediately and met another group of um, full-time RVers. And he would was just able to help me with anything and everything. It was incredible. I'm like, you don't have to look this up. I was like, how do you do that? And um, I, I found myself thinking, gosh, you know, it's too bad. Like everyone needs a marshal. It would be great. Just like, right. To have a person right there. You could just ask, Hey, how do I blah, blah, blah. Or can, and they can just give you the answer. The internet, you can try that, but there's so many, so much bad information and bad answers out there that, um, right alongside of that we both did not like the jobs that we had and he was already working on starting a new website um he had had a successful uh affiliate website about a decade before and i started watching the videos he was doing of course started watching that stuff with him and as we just kept watching it was like hey do you want to do this together and we decided to (laughs) go ahead and and team up and we did, and we, we wanted to do a camping website, but didn't think that the traffic volume was there for camping things, so we started up a different website. That eventually didn't really take off, and Marshall did some more research and figured out that it would. I was like, then I was excited. I'm like, wow, I can share you know, my knowledge. I can share everything that I know about RVing. So obviously it was a double, kind of a double benefit. Number one, instead of working the job that I hated, I could make money this way. And secondly, why not share the information that I have and that Marshall had to help people get precise information, correct information, because yeah, there's a lot of white websites about RVing you can go to and they'll, they'll review generators or something. And they don't, they just kind of, they're just, just doing it for money. And you can tell, you know, the research isn't there. Um, We really want to help people and really want to help people make the actual best choice for them. And we don't just review things. We also give um, information about as much as we possibly can. And we try not to go outside of what we know. So there's a lot of information about boondocking on there. And um, there's not a whole lot of information about say fifth wheels because we don't have fifth wheel experience we have experience with our travel trailers so um yeah those are the two two main um, motivations i'd say that's fantastic and i know you know like i said for me you know so we work for the manufacturer we make these units but to your point i don't have much context in the way of as i meet you know more and more uh, customers or our dealers throughout the country you know they say hey well you know uh you know, we just came back and did this. And so I've met all these wonderful people with great stories. So that was the idea for me doing the podcast is, you know, this is a chance for people 
to come on and share what it is that they're offering uh, to other campers because I am busy working. I'm not boondocking. So that's why I thought, well, well, you'd be a great, a great guest as a resource for people that do embrace boondocking as opposed to being at an RV park. So, um, and that's, you know, what the premise of the Where's Willie podcast is all about is, you know, getting everybody in front of what it is that you're doing. So with campaddict.com, if you would, just what are some of the, I guess, resources for the listeners that when they go to your website, some of the things that you guys are offering, like, do you guys have a newsletter? What's some of the information that you guys are sharing with some of the people that come to the website? Originally, when we started, we were specifically a review website. So okay. we did review products. Uh, Marshall has a background as a helicopter mechanic, like who does that? You know, So he had a really good and he has a really good mind for that kind of thing. So he understands how things work. He's just really good at it. So that's where we began. Uh, so there are a lot of product reviews. So if you're looking for, you know, what kind of things am I going to need for my RV or how do I work my generator? What about solar? Do I need solar? Um, how would I install it? Things like that are on there. And then we also have expanded the blog just to cover as much as possible, again, in the realm of what we know, such as you know safety. It's always such a big concern. I see it in the forums all the time, women asking, well, is it safe out there? Do I, do I need a gun? Do I need protection of some sort? So we have articles covering things like that. Um, we do... You can sign up for our newsletter. It, we basically just um, send you one of our articles once a week. It's very, it's a short email. It's nothing big, long read. Um, but yeah, so that, oh, and we also do consultation. So again, like if you wish you had a marshal or you have specific questions or extensive questions about something that we cover, um, you can also hire us as a consultation um that is that is there on the website and we list a couple of other resources as well for different um different ways that you can get help with questions you have about almost anything RVing well and I you know I got to think too you know separate from other campers using you guys as a resource with real life experience mm -hmm. you know being that I work for a manufacturer and I've been meeting a lot of other manufacturers of camping type products, for example, uh, grills or outdoor equipment. I would bet, and I'm just going to ask so you can confirm this, if one of the listeners worked for a company that makes these types of products, like, you know, one of the big technologies I see emerging are these, um, you know, e-bikes, these electric powered bikes or things that you would have at your campsite, whether again, it's boondocking or an RV park. Would you and Marshall be open to maybe those types of companies reaching out to you for you to test their products or, you know, to just, you know, connect with them as well? Certainly. And, and, and we have quite a bit in the past. Um, people have reached out to us. Um, but the one way we definitely, we, we will not bend on this at all is that we will never, ever receive a product or money as a compensation in order to produce you know, promote that product. We have to 100% agree that we will, we would use it. Um, we think it's a, a great product for X, Y, and Z reason, but yes, absolutely. For instance, my, my mattress, which I'm 
longing for still. It's uh, I got this Takta mattress that was um, offered by the Takta manufacturer and absolutely love that thing. And you will see, I just gush all over it on our uh, RV mattress review page. You know, I'm sleeping in the house now on this different mattress and I am not as much of a fan. So yes, and, and we do promote that as the top choice for an RV mattress that and they can also do you know, different sizes and cut corners and whatnot. So, but yes, long story short and short story long, we absolutely will. But again, like we just had an e-bike person reach out to us and ask sure. if e-bikes were something that we would, you know, they'd send us a, a e-bike and we declined because it's just not our thing. We've, I've had an e-bike, he's had a bike on the road and for us, they were just, we didn't use them. So it has to be, again, something that fits. Yep. And so for everyone listening, I'll just say that there's got to be an asterisk that you guys may give it a bad review. So people need to know that if it's good and you see value as a boondocker, you're going to say yes. And if it's not good, sorry, but it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we tell them and, and we, we if a manufacturer reaches out to us and we, we have a, a form that they have to agree to all of our terms. And one of them is that we won't necessarily, we're not going to do a bad review on the product. They just may not get any review at all. We will not promote it. We think it's not good. Yeah. Well, that's great. So um, you've got this wonderful website that will be a resource for basically all things boondocking. You guys have been very intentional to ensure that it's not biased. So big kudos to you because, you know, in a world, everybody wants to be an influencer now. They want to be monetized. And you guys are sticking to the advocacy of boondocking and you want people to trust you. So I want to give you and Marshall big kudos for that. Um, you know, I want to I want to step forward now. So you're you're going to still be traveling, uh, maybe more part time than full time. So where do you see like, do you have a, I don't want to say a bucket list. That's so cliche, but do you have a, like a top five that you want to try and hit uh, throughout this year? What locations and or anywhere specific? A few. Um, I've never been to Yosemite. Okay. Never just didn't get there in all those years. Uh, so that's a definite bucket list. And I think it'll be a, a top destination. And now that I'm in, in Arizona, there's, there's so many places in Arizona. Let me say this too. Once the satellite really gets going, then that's going to really open up the boondocking possibilities because yeah, most of the time you want to go to places that are pretty. You want to go to places that, you know, you can access with your, your setup and you, I need internet. Absolutely have to have it. So there's places that you have not been able to go before. I've not been able to, that I will once the satellite gets really mobile. Um, so there's other places in Arizona I haven't been to because of that and other states. There's another place east of here. It's called, excuse me, Indian Bread Rocks. Keep okay. hearing about that place. Really, really pretty. I'd like to go there. Um, and that's that's actually all that's on the list so far. But um, I'd like to go to some places now where like I have something else to do while I'm there because really being full-time uh, boondocking full-time it it just kind of got to be all you were doing or personally all I was doing was I feel like I was just working exploring some and play you know hang out with friends and play and that just kind of got to be uh, boring yeah. <laughs> bad as that sounds you know oh we get to travel full-time but still it, you know you go to the same places because again with the internet mm, 
and you have to chase the weather. So, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, hopefully I'll be going to places where I have something else to do, like, oh, I'm going to go to a concert in Denver. So I'm going to park in Salida and then I'll drive to Denver, whatever. But um, no, there's still plenty of places I have not seen. Maybe, maybe I'll get some suggestions here or there somewhere. Nice. Well, and as far as like, if people want to, you know, reach out to you or Marshall or just get to know, you know, in new addition to uh, campaddict.com, are you on social media like Facebook or Instagram or? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I am more camp addict on Instagram Okay. or camp addict on Facebook. We do have a LinkedIn, but who uses LinkedIn? <laughs> We're kind of trying to. I, mean, that's I, I, don't, I don't think too use. many boondockers use LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. Um, but I'm starting to try to use that. So you can find me Kelly Beasley on LinkedIn or Marshall is Marshall Wendler on LinkedIn. Okay. Gosh, I feel like I might be missing one. Oh, yeah, we have a YouTube channel, but we're not YouTubers. It's don't even it's, it's almost embarrassing. We just have awesome. a few videos that we made just to show people this, that or the other. Awesome. That's the only reason the YouTube is there, but it would be Camp Addict. If you okay. want to check it out. Nice. Well, and I think too, like I said, if people are on Facebook and they want to just, you know, reach out and start building out on that, you know, boondocking community, whether, you know, they reach out to you guys directly on there, or um, if not now, maybe, you know, on campaddict.com, you know, a great article piece would be kind of outlining maybe those top community groups that people can, you know, get associated with or connected with other boondockers. So are there any that you're currently a part of now? No, not really. Um, okay. We you know we are on Facebook, but we we don't <laughs> push it and and use it the way that yeah, I guess people do or you're supposed to. So I mean, I don't know. You're just enjoying yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the one last thing I wanted to add is that we we really try to cater to the the beginner RVer now. Okay. Um, so like. Sometimes I don't understand things very easily. And so anything and everything that we do, like I've got to be able to understand it. Okay. Um, and I think if I can understand it, just about anybody can understand it. So yeah, if you're confused about certain stuff, especially, you know, the technical stuff, you'll find that the camp addict reads are, are probably a lot more easy to understand than, um, I'm not saying all other websites, but anyway, good for beginners. Awesome. So again, uh, for all of our listeners, for more information about boondocking and that it is safe and that there's a pretty amazing life to be had from the co-founder herself, Miss Kelly Beasley, who did it for over five years and continues to, and I'm sure it will stay a part of your life the rest of your life. Oh, gosh, um, absolutely. I, yeah. I invite everybody to go to campaddict.com for more information, connect with Kelly, connect with Marshall, whether you're on social media or at the website. So Kelly, thank you so much for taking some time for all of our listeners to enlighten and open up the mind and the possibilities of embracing boondocking. Get out and explore, hit the open road and uh, you won't regret it. And I want to extend a thank you to you for having me on and also for your listeners for listening to this podcast and hope you all have a wonderful day and get out there, start RVing. <laughs>